0: Hypocrisy's the best policy. Wish for change, but
1: You know, one of the things I really enjoy about hosting this podcast is when I get to sit down with players, coaches, parents, and fans to talk pucks. Today, I sat down with Jared McCabe, co-founder of the Upstate Sports Zone, and uh, he's a a senior at the LaSalle Institute. Um, I also talked with uh, Caden Ballant, who is a writer for the Upstate Sports Zone. Uh, He's also a senior at the LaSalle Institute. Uh, We talked about the Section 2 Division One semifinal games, and we also talked uh, about some uh, NHL trades that have happened. Uh, so sit back, relax, and enjoy as I talk to both Jared and Caden. Hey, what's going on? It's your boy Trav, a.k.a. 5-Minute Major, and I'm pleased to be joined by Jared McCabe. Jared is co-founder of the Upstate Sports Zone, uh, and he is a senior at the LaSalle Institute. Jared's also a veteran of the podcast he has been on before uh, when we did some Rangers uh, playoff postseason preview. We won't be doing much uh, any of that this year, unfortunately for me as a Ranger fan. But I know Jared's a Boston Bruin fan, so we'll get into some of that talk as well. You can find him on Twitter at jrod833 and at underscore jrod833 underscore on Instagram. So I like the fact that you've got the same handle on both platforms, so you're easy to find. Jared, thank you so much for taking the time out to speak with me today. How's it going? Good. How are you doing, Trav? Thanks Um, for having me on. I'm doing real well. My pleasure. My pleasure. So before we get into the NHL talk, let's talk a little bit about the Section 2 Division 1 semifinal games, which are happening today. I put together my own playoff bracket for New York State high school hockey, and in a lot of sections, it's already a mess because I had West Jenny, I had Pittsburgh, I had churchville uh advancing, and all those teams were knocked out. So we've got the number one seed, Bethlehem, taking on the number four seed, CBA, today, a 430 puck drop at Union College. And then we've got Uh, The number two seed, LaSalle, which is where you attend, uh, versus the number six seed, Shaker Colony. That's a 730 puck drop. I believe you're going to be at Union College providing some updates from that game. Is that correct? That's correct. All right. So this is where you're not going to like me. Um, I have CBA beating LaSalle uh, in the Section 2 Division 1 uh, championship game. I mean, obviously we have to play the semifinals first, but convince me otherwise, Jared. Why do you think LaSalle's is going to take it all?
2: Uh first of all, uh, both CBA and Lasalle beat each other on their respective ices, so that's definitely just something to keep an eye out. I sure. know that I know they're going to play on neutral ice uh, this weekend and possibly Tuesday, but what I what I, the way I would do it, and I would try to persuade. Players otherwise, yep. people otherwise that haven't watched either team play. Yep, Sal's been there and done Man, they have. They are led by. They had a really deep team last year. They could. Ha, they could scramble a bunch of guys onto different lines if they needed to. Okay. They could do the same thing with this team. They've had so much experience. Or, a lot of people will say the seniors this year have been very good, but honestly, the juniors have played out of their minds this year. They've. They've, they've had probably four juniors play on the top two lines and that means that two seniors and two juniors on the top line and that's that's pretty key for uh, a team when you know that you can rely on your seniors but also your juniors right but CBA they're a very good team I'll give them credit they have some really good goal scorers but tonight man Bethlehem versus CBA I wouldn't overlook that matchup just because Bethlehem's such a deep team also and they're very good LaSalle uh, ended up tying them the last matchup they played, so... But I'm telling you, LaSalle, they've been there, they've done that, they're trying to become uh, back-to-back Section 2 champions, and I think they could do that this weekend, but again, you can't overlook Shaker Colony just because you never know the regular season's a regular season, but when it comes to playoff time, every team puts their heart on the line,
1: and Should be an interesting game uh, this weekend. Absolutely, and I I did it um, on Twitter, but I want to do it now with you because I know that you attend LaSalle. I want to give you guys stick taps again for doing that Cadets for Vets game. I thought that was great. It was a wonderful way to honor our brave servicemen and women. And Casey Boone was very helpful in terms of giving me additional information on how the game came together and where the proceeds went. So uh, when you run into Casey, do me a favor, tell him I said hello, please.
2: Oh, definitely, definitely.
1: All right, so let's get into the uh, NHL trade talk. Uh, You know, Jeff Gorton, being that you're a Bruins fan, you know that Jeff Gorton, as interim GM, was instrumental in bringing in some key players for the Bruins. Uh, So there's no surprise on my end that he has chosen to do some deals with uh, his former team. Uh, so we had Nick Holden to the Bruins for defenseman Rob O'Gara. Um, Rob O'Gara is twenty four, six foot four, two hundred and seven pound, left shot defenseman from Long Island originally. What are your thoughts, if at all, on uh, acquiring Nick Holden for a defensive prospect? And a third, uh, and a third, and a, was it was a third round pick too.
2: Was it a yeah, th- third yeah. round okay. pick, yeah. Um- Honestly, uh, like I was talking to Caden, you know, because he's a Rangers fan. We were just talking back and forth. Sure. I, to me, it's just to add more depth on the on the blue line. That's all that really, honestly, for me. That it does. It's a nice. It's not a sexy pickup. It's not like an Eric Carlson trading. But uh, right, I get. I guess it just gives them more depth. I'm not. I wasn't really big of a fan just because I thought their blue line was okay. Right. but it just. The Rangers wanted to get rid of him. It was so clear. They sent him down, and they were tr- obviously they were trying to find a partner. So maybe they catch lightning in a bottle with him. Maybe he just plays out of his mind. And being on a team that's uh playoff-bound and not being on a team that was sinking very early on to begin the season. So maybe give it, this new team will give him new life. I don't know. But he's on the Bruins. I'll support him. But honestly – If you want my real opinion, I wasn't too fond of it, but they didn't give up a lot. They didn't like give up a blue chip prospect, so it's not like um, freaking out or anything. But just give them more depth at the blue line and then see where they can go from there. Just because you can never have too many defensemen in this league, and hopefully he'll just they'll catch lightning in a bottle. Hopefully he'll go freakish and get twenty assists and ten goals. Who knows? But you know (laughs) I. You can have never have too
1: much depth at the blue line. Of course, you can never have too much defensive depth. I mean, Holden came over. He was a very highly touted player from former Colorado Avalanche coach uh, Patrick Waugh who went as far as to tell Elaine Vigneault that he was getting one of his top defensemen. And there have been some offensive flashes when it comes to Nick Holden. So hopefully he can just add to your overall blue line depth. But I will agree with you, Jared, in the fact that it's really not the type of trade like uh, Ryan McDonough or certainly, you know, an Eric Carlson. Um, so let's talk about the bigger trade involving the Bruins and the Rangers. And that came down a little while ago. You know, you and I are speaking here on Sunday morning. So Rick Nash goes to the Boston Bruins um, for center Ryan Spooner, which I believe probably hurts you the most. Um, yes. Matt Bolesky and defensive prospect Ryan Lindgren. We also got the Bruins' first-round pick in 2018 and the seventh-round pick in 2018. Um, I'm excited about the deal, particularly as a Ranger fan, because I think Rick Nash is going to come back to New York after his playoff run in Boston. His kids are in, in New York. His wife is in New York. He loves the city. And quite honestly, as a Ranger fan, I will have him back, but I will have him back at half of the salary he was making coming off that deal from Columbus at $7.8 million. So as a Bruins fan, what are your thoughts on acquiring Rick Nash and his, uh, 18 goals, uh, 10 assists for 28 points on the season.
2: It gets them another key goal scorer that they needed. Um, like you said, uh, explaining the deal, uh, Ryan Spooner—that's uh, probably the one that hurts the most. But were they going to sign him in the offseason? Probably not. Was he going to—is was he going to give them the goal scoring that Nash can give them now? He wasn't. So it made sense because when you look at this trade, uh, Nash has a hard cap hit and the Bruins barely had any cap room left. So the only way that these teams could basically maneuver this trade was you had to include Matt Bolesky, and both teams had to pay at least 50% of the contract. So the Rangers take that bad contract. You can have them. I don't care what you do with them. Just take them. But that's the only reason why this trade went down is because they had to get the money at even price, and then obviously you have to throw in a prospect because obviously the Rangers are looking to rebuild. Uh, if you want to know anything about the prospect, you went to University of Minnesota – he was the second, uh, in the second round, picked 49 to Boston. So you got his signing rights. He hasn't even even played yet in an NHL game. So you can always, uh, like we said, you can always have many defensemen on that blue line. So we'll just put another uh, good death line there for the Rangers in the future. But um, again, I, like peep, some people are freaking out on Boston side thinking that they gave up too much. I, they really didn't. You didn't get a top prospect. You just got a minor defenseman, if that, but he could become a really good defenseman. That's what a lot of people say. But Boston, to me, they're going for it, which I like. They didn't give up a lot. Yes, the the draft picks will hurt, but like I always like to say, those draft picks are air. You can either get a great home run hitter with a player or you can just out- outright riff on the pick so that's why i always call it air yes people freak out oh they just gave up a draft pick you never know what that draft that they could have used that the rangers could now turn this draft pick into someone else they could, if they wanted to target someone so it's not like i'm not really freaking out about the deal i love the deal for the boston perspective just because it gives them another goal scorer because now i heard that patrice bergeron's day in a day he's in a walking boot so who knows what that situation but it just gives them another option at the second line uh Rangers fans what you're getting from Ryan Spooner is he's he's um he's not a big time goal scorer but he dishes out a lot of assists. Um he's sometimes physical. He can be physical when he wants to, but you'll get a good third to maybe second. Maybe four it depends what Vigneault wants to do with him. But I could picture him on the third line or possibly the second line. Again, he won't provide a lot of scoring but he will dish out a Smith and he'll play physical when he needs to.
1: Well, that sounds good to me. And again, in Rick Nash, while he hasn't put up the numbers that I think would justify his bloated contract, he's a big body. He's a good two-way player. He's a good locker room guy. Uh, and, and, and let's face it. I mean, again, he has been in the playoffs before. I mean, he hasn't really produced, but I think he knows what it takes to, you know, maybe get some of your younger guys on the on the Bruins uh, fired and, up for the postseason. And plus, like I
2: was telling Caden the other day i'm like if you think about it you just trade grabner to the devils yep i believe you they got a first round pick for grabner yes grabner's a great player but he's not going to set the world on fire and right. rick nash you i i still think you guys cashed in but you didn't get that blue collar blue chip prospect but that's okay but you got the draft pick, correct but it's like we said, like I told them, you could possibly. People are freaking out about these deals. They could, both of them, could possibly re-sign with you guys in the off-season, and yep. you guys got stuff back for them without losing anything. So, right. all in all, it's to me, you guys are doing a fantastic job retooling now, and then you guys could go out and re-sign these guys, and it'd be act like nothing. You guys, it would be acting like you guys never lost them in the first place. So, yep. uh, to me, the Rangers are doing what they need to do now in the next. Uh, 24 to 48 hours to see what you're going to do with McDonough because if you could trade him and get a haul for him, that would be something interesting. But first, I wonder if they'll wait to see what happens with Carlson to see if they get a deal done so then maybe you could use a blueprint of that deal because arguably McDonough and Carlson are toe-to-toe one of the best defensemen in this league. So that should be very interesting to see what happens on that uh, side of the... Spectrum for the Rangers.
1: Yeah, and you bring up a very good point. I mean, I could certainly see Rick Nash re-signing in New York. You know, his kids love the city. His wife loves the city. You know, again, he loves New York. Um, Michael Grabner I'm not so sure about because unlike Nash, he's never really gotten that huge payday, that huge contract. Um, Mm -hmm. So I think that if he has a a good postseason run with the Devils that he could cash in and, and make more money than the Rangers are willing to offer him. Um, But it's interesting, you did mention Ryan McDonough, I know Ryan McDonough is in play, depending on who you listen to or follow on Twitter or other social media platforms. Eric Carlson's in play. You know, the Lightning are rumored to be in the mix for McDonough, as are the Maple Leafs. The Lightning and the Predators are supposedly in the mix for Eric Carlson. So I think it's going to be a very interesting 24 hours. You know, the start of the NHL season is an exciting day for me, but the NHL trade deadline and July 1st free agency are just as exciting. if not more exciting agree. for me. I um,
2: um... Toe-to-toe with you on that one. I completely right. agree.
1: Um, what are your thoughts on the Derek Broussard deal?
2: Again, I was talking to Caden about I'm like, people are going to overlook this trade because it's not like a big-time player. But I'm telling you, Vegas and the Senators just helped out the Penguins again to possibly getting to their third straight Stanley Cup final. It, they didn't have... And earlier in the year, we're like, are they even going to make the playoffs? But now they're on a tear right now. Right. And it just gives them another solid goal scorer. That, huh? And, like, they gave up a, a 2018 first-round pick. And given the Penguins, that pick's going to be later in the later rounds, down in the 30s. So it's not like... It's not like you're getting a top 10 pick. right? So honestly, I think it's a steal for the Penguins. Plus, they had to work Vegas in to take part of his contract. So sure. my funny question is that Vegas wins the cup. is Derek Broussard's name on the cup because he was there for maybe two hours and then <laughs> quickly shipped right back to Pittsburgh. But uh, all in all, I think it's a great trade for Pittsburgh. It makes them even more dangerous. And now I think with the Bruins getting nasty, Penguins doing Broussard. The next team, the next 24 hours to keep an eye on is the Tampa Bay Lightning because they're sitting atop the league. I think unless Vegas jumped them for that, but I know they're sitting up top in the Atlantic Division. Boston's right on their tail. So in the next twenty four to forty eight hours I'm sure Steve Iserman is using his all of his phones that he has to try to get a deal because they're they're in top play for all these defensemen. So and if I'm a Rangers fan, you want Steve Eiserman calling you for McDonough because the Over the last five years, the Lightning have been stockpiling top prospects and draft picks, so that'd be something uh, to keep an eye out. Tampa Bay is that dark horse to go out and get a top defenseman because they're going out, they'll go out, they'll go all out for it. I know they will. That that fan base is turning into hockey town down south in Tampa, and they're a really good team. So, with Pittsburgh getting Broussard, Nash going to Boston, you have to. bet my house that Steve Eisenman would uh, make a big trade coming in the next 24 hours just because I I don't see them standing pat at all.
1: Oh yeah, and you know what? Uh, Ryan McDonough has a connection to several uh, players on the Tampa Bay Lightning, and Eric Carlson has several uh, connection, a very good friendship with Victor Hedman. So I could yes. certainly see, um, you know, either one of those guys. But as a Ranger fan, obviously, I'd love to see McDonough uh, bring back, uh, you know, some prospects and possibly a pick. Uh, any thoughts on Evander Kane where he might wind up, Jared? Uh,
2: that's, that's actually a, uh, a very interesting. Um, I think maybe now that Nash is really the natural to, NASH, to, NASH, to, NASH, to because I've, heard, I've, heard, I've read things on Twitter that they've always been trying to find offensive uh playmaker and goal scorer. He's not the type that like Rick Nash is, but he's like the below tier
1: of Nash. But, sure, I mean he's got 20 goals, 20 assists in 61 games. I know they held him out uh, against. Uh, I want to say it was the Capitals last night. Um, Jason Botterill, the GM of the Sabres was initially asking for a first round pick and other pieces for Kane, which I think, I don't know if they're going to get that. He's not, they're not
2: going to get it because he really hurt his trade value. He's been in a a goal scoring drought the last couple of games. And a lot of teams are going to be calling and saying, now he's been in like a 20, like 20 game goals. He can't even score a goal. So I don't know if I want to give up my future for him, but Uh, I still think I still think he could be a dangerous player. Honestly, I'd say Nashville or a dark horse could be either Calgary. They're, they just got back into the third place in the Pacific, and uh, I think they could maybe do a deal because I think they want to stay in their playoff spot. Right. Um, but uh, Evander came with him not scoring a lot of goals. I don't know if. He could definitely be moved, but I don't know if he'd be moved at the price
1: that Buffalo originally asked for. So yeah, actually, now now with Nash gone, I
2: think he's. I think the dominoes have fallen now that Evander Kane could possibly be on. Four hours, so that's definitely something
1: to keep an eye out. Also, yeah, Jason Botterill, the GM for the Sabres, actually backed off on his first round uh, pick request. From what I read, said he would take a second round pick if the other pieces included like a highly touted prospect for Kane. You know, my, uh, you know, in addition to let's say McDonough, Carlson, Vander Kane, I'm looking to see if Mike Green leaves Detroit. Um, you know, there's rumors that Max Pacioretty and Thomas Placanic uh, are available out of um, Montreal. Uh, there's rumors that Tyler Bozak is in play. And there's also rumors that uh, Mike Hoffman is uh, available out of Ottawa. Is there anybody outside of that group that you think might be moved? Or, or do you have any thoughts on any of those players that I just mentioned? Thank you. Like, I think those are the key options.
2: Honestly, there could be a display that no one has talked about that could possibly move, but I just don't see that happening. For me, on the Carlson uh, and McDonough thing, I think, because they're, they're two big-time defensemen, I think... Honestly, my gut reaction could possibly say Carlson could be bound for Tampa just because, like I said, Tampa wants to go for it, but they could also settle for a Mike Green, which he's a very good defenseman. Don't get me wrong, but he's not the Carlson type. But right. I think Carlson and McDonald's, I think the both teams, respective teams, Rangers and the Senators, are going to take their time on this type of deal because, Senators are asking for teams to add on Bobby Ryan's contract. And the only way Tampa could do that is if they call a third team to get involved, kind of like the Broussard deal, right? Because they they barely have any cap room left, and if you look at Bobby Ryan's contract, it's not a cute one at all. So, um, but I back to Carlson McDonough, though. I think. I think if they don't get traded now, they're definitely going to get traded at the draft. You kind of just kind of set, set in stone some talks, kind of see where teams are looking at, see what they're thinking, and if they can't get the perfect deal done that suits both teams, then I just hold on to them. and. Trade them at the at the draft because there could be a team also that could overpay for these guys at the draft also, especially like with free agency looming after the draft and stuff. So if if like that's a team that you could possibly look at, like Vegas probably won't trade for Carlson now, but I could picture them over overpaying at the, at the draft because they want to start off the new year with a franchise guy right. and hopefully they could re-sign a long term. So if, if McDonough and Carlson for their respective teams don't get a perfect deal, I don't see them moving until uh, draft day.
1: Yeah. And that's a good point. Um, you know, and I mentioned that when I talked to Caden as well, that, you know, the deals have to be uh, sent to the NH- registered by the NHL offices by 3 p.m. on Monday, February 26th. But don't be surprised if certain names that maybe we mentioned today don't get moved tomorrow, but they get moved at the entry draft, which is another exciting day for me as a hockey fan. Um, you know, Jared, I really do appreciate you taking the time out to speak with me today. I've been chatting with Jared McCabe co-founder of the Upstate Sports Zone. He's also a senior at the LaSalle Institute. Uh, You can uh, check out the Upstate Sports Zone at www.upstatesportszone.com, at Upstate underscore sports on Twitter, at Upstate Sports Zone on Instagram, and you can follow Jared on Twitter at jrod833 and on Instagram, underscore jrod833 underscore. Uh, Jared, thanks again. Uh, best of luck to you You know, my mom is from Massachusetts I have an aunt in Massachusetts I have two brother-in-laws from Massachusetts so uh, best of luck to the Boston Bruins uh, in the postseason and uh, I look forward to having you on again whether it's to analyze the uh, playoffs or whether it's to maybe talk about the entry draft or certainly July 1st free agency
2: thank you so much for having me maybe I might have to come on if LaSalle wins a section 2 champ against CBA so maybe we might have to plan something for that trap okay don't worry LaSalle's winning this so
1: <laughs> <laughs> listen you did an excellent job of trying to convince me and uh like I said best of luck to uh to your school in the uh D- uh section two division one semifinals and the championship game if you happen to get there <laughs> Th- thanks Trav thanks for having me all right listen be well my friend and we'll talk soon you too all right this is your boy Trav and you're listening to the HV Pucks podcast What's going on, everybody? It's your boy Trav, a.k.a. 5-Minute Major, and I'm pleased to be joined by Caden Balint. He is a writer uh, for the Upstate Sports Zone, and he's also a senior at LaSalle Institute, which is up in the Capital Region, Section 2, as far as high school athletics goes. Uh, you can find him on Twitter at Caden underscore Belint. Uh, And you can also find him on Instagram at Caden underscore Balint. So I like that, Caden, the fact that you've got the same handles for both Twitter and Instagram. It makes you easy to find. How's it going, my friend? Going good. Good. I'm glad to have you back on. Caden is a veteran of the podcast. He was on last year when we did our New York Rangers postseason playoff analysis. It does not look like we will be doing such uh, this season. So I'm glad you were able to come on. Uh, this year, you know what, before we get into the NHL talk, I just want to get your thoughts on the section two division one semifinals, which are set to take place later today. We've got the number, right. the number one seed Bethlehem taking on the number four seed CBA at four thirty. Then we've got the number two seed LaSalle taking on the number six seed Shaker Colony at seven thirty. Caden, what are your thoughts on the semifinals? How do you see it shaking out?
0: Uh, well, I feel Bethlehem's gonna win, but I also I want TVA to win because I think Westside is gonna beat Sugar Colony because we put them in a game earlier this year. It was our Connect for Vets games where the uh, players picked a vet they represented like a, a teacher or a family member. Right, and they played for them, and they beat Sugar Colony five to one. And I was at that game in the stands, and I really liked that game. We played good that game, and then. Uh, so this is could be a repeat. I, I want us to. I, I, I think we're gonna win today. Right. I don't want. I, I know. I feel. And after that, the final game would be amazing to see Bayless out as a, as bringing back that rivalry. Right. We played them twice this year. Beat them once at home, and we lost on the road. Right. So it'd be a split one on one. This could be uh, to take like the whole.
1: To take the whole right? Up. It sounds like it's a right. nice it sounds like it's a nice rivalry between the two schools. And I do want to give I did it once already, but while I have you on the phone, Caden, I wanna give LaSalle stick taps for doing that uh, cadets for vets. Um, I think that was awesome. Actually, uh, Casey Boone was very helpful in giving me, along with you and giving me some more information about how that all went down. So I think it's wonderful that you honored our brave servicemen and women in that way. Um, And uh, as I mentioned to you before we uh, started recording, I did a a playoff bracket for New York state high school hockey. And I actually have CBA and LaSalle coming out of section two division one. But much to your chagrin, I would imagine I have CBA over LaSalle, but uh, we will see you know, how that all plays out, I will be sure to follow all the action on Twitter.
0: Yeah, it, if you want my, if you want me to try to change your mind, I can do that.
1: Go ahead. By all means, listen. I have you on the show for a reason, so convince me otherwise. Why do you think uh, LaSalle's going to take it?
0: Um, So, we've played them twice this year. And mm-hmm. the first game, from what I hear, I was in that big game. Sadly, I had to do uh, stuff for... The basketball team because right. I was part of the team for this year. Sure, great. But um, what I heard is that we had the game in hand, and the third period we fell off the map, and we shouldn't have lost that game. So we should be up 2-0 on CBA as of now. Okay. Our game, our game against CBA, we won five to one, and that was a fun game to go to. I was at that game. I came late to that game. I'm pretty sure, but it was fun to go and see. Um us ignite that rivalry with cva again get the fans all riled up get the fans all happy and get them prepped for a possible final game right and it's also this it's not only the players and how good they play like obviously what me and jared said on our po- on our live streams a long time ago something between ryan murray and tom ryan clicks they're like they're in they're in for they're like they're amazing together on the power play, shorthanded together. They have like a connection. They don't have to say anything and they just know where it's going to go. Ryan, Tom can send a pass to Ryan and they'll score there. Like happening in Saratoga, Tom had a, send to Tom, had a send to Ryan Murray. He scored on a shorthanded goal in overtime to beat Saratoga, which was fantastic. And I saw that game, Jared could call it game of the year, it's game of, our game of the year, as you will talk to him later and you can ask him about that. Yeah, will do. Um, It's, Our depth in the line, like, obviously, Casey Boone's amazing in that he surpassed all expectations this year. He's been amazing, outstanding. Uh, Jack O'Brien, Sebastian Geiger are top two D. Then you got Matt Luke, who can play the body, Christian Rudd, the power forward, and all that depth. And CBA, like, obviously, I'm not a huge fan of CBA.
1: Right.
0: From what I saw at that game, they were giving a lot of turnovers, and they weren't, they weren't playing the they weren't playing the body that much. But if this could ignite a rivalry game, you'll see a lot of hitting, a lot of like not fights, obviously, little hockey, but right, a lot of things here and there, like pushes and like scruffs right. after the whistle.
1: Hey, uh, hey, Caden, to quote former Ranger coach John Tortorella, current Columbus Blue Jacket coach, it sounds like there's going to be a lot of jam in that game. There will. I feel. Hey, let me ask you two questions before we move on to the NHL. What was the score of the game that you won or you beat CBA? Do you remember the score?
0: It may have been... Was it, was it
1: close? I
0: think it was 5-1. to one, Okay. I think.
1: Okay. What about the game that you lost? Do you remember that score? Was that close?
0: Uh, That I do forget.
1: Okay. So listen, we're gonna those games are gonna unfold this uh, this evening. Uh, are, they, are they? Where are those games gonna be held, Caden? Union College. Nice. Okay, very good. Let's switch gears to the NHL. Um, there are uh, three deals that I just want to talk about involving the Rangers, um, and then we can certainly expand on other NHL talks. So obviously, Nick Holden went to the Bruins for uh, Rob O'Gara, uh, left shot defenseman. O'Gara's 24 years old, 6'4, 207 pounds. Um, you know, he had an okay outing against uh, Montreal the other night. Um, you know, Nick Holden came in and he showed some offensive flashes, but for the most part, he was uh kind of offensive, if you understand what I'm saying. You know, he was he was offensive as opposed to offensive. Um, so I'm not really upset to see him go. Uh, we definitely got a little bit younger. Uh, and then certainly, Michael. I felt. Oh, go ahead. No, go I ahead. Buddy. Felt
0: Nicole, I felt Nick Holden was a defensive liability. Yep. And I, I can't say much about this, but I don't think I have a right to. But I, as a fan, I can say this. I felt Nick Holden could have cost us like a bunch of games in the playoffs last year. Yep. Like our series against the Senators. Yep. He He was okay. Like, I said, like when he came in. I'm like, okay, this, this kid, this guy's pretty good. He he's been just getting some good assists, getting some good looks out there. Right. Playoffs come around, uh, and next
1: this year, uh, it's not good. Right. It's time for him. You to know, go. Av likes to you know rely on the veterans more so than the kids, and that's another reason why I think he needs to go, especially for we're, we're a youth movement. You know, Nick Holden came in with such fanfare because Patrick Waugh supposedly called Av and said, "Oh, you're getting my best defenseman." And really kind of, you know, pump the tires on Nick Holden. And and like you said, he's a defensive liability. You know, moving forward, Michael Grabner to the Devils for Igor Rykov. First uh, trade ever between the Rangers and the Devils. Rykov is also a left shot defenseman. He's a little younger than uh, O'Gara. He's 20. He's 6'3". He's got a little bit more meat on his bones at 225. Um, He is over in the KHL. He plays for SKA St. Petersburg, which is the same team that Igor Sestoykin, that uh, hot goalie prospect of the Rangers, plays for. So we probably won't see him for a couple of years. But again... um, you know, I'm, I'm kind of happy for Michael Grabner, although I don't think he's going to come back to the Rangers. You know, unlike Nash or unlike some of these other players we've had, Grabner's really never had the big payday, and I think if he does well with the Devils, uh, particularly in the postseason, that he's going to wind up signing a big contract more so than what the Rangers will want to, uh, to give him. So I don't think he's coming back to the Rangers.
0: Yeah. Uh, my thoughts on this deal, you say Rykov. Won't be here for a couple of years. I think that's the prospect uh, for Sorkin. Yes, he has up at least till twenty nineteen, twenty twenty on his KHL contract.
1: Which right, you can't. He won't be here
0: until probably twenty 2020, twenty
1: twenty one. Right. But
0: when I read Reichel, this is his last year, okay. and if the Rangers do some wheeling and dealing, they could bring him over for next season and possibly KHL.
1: Okay.
0: That, uh AA. I mean.
1: Right. Hey, so
0: that's that's my thoughts on that one. Yeah. And people, I read. I've been reading Twitter, and I've been, re- I've been going through Instagram. And fans, some fans are furious at the trade. Some fans are ecstatic at the trade. My thoughts: I am ecstatic, ecstatic about the trade, and my reasons are: Grabner, as people can define him, is a rental forward. Yep. He was he's good. Yep. He's a cheap forward. Yep. Gordon placing a little magic turns a cheap forward into a defensive prospect in a second-round pick this yep. year, which yep. is fantastic.
1: Yep. I mean, we have, I want to say, if you include the picks that we got in the Nash trade, which we'll get into in a minute, I want to say now, Caden, we've got 10 picks in the 2018 entry draft with six I of think those. It's nine. All right. So let's say we have at least nine. I want to say six of those nine picks are within the first three rounds. So you and, know. and we have four in the first two. Right. So, all right, let's jump ahead to the Rick Nash uh, trade. As you and I discussed before we started recording, Rick Nash heads to Beantown. I know they don't like it when we call it Beantown, but that's too bad. Uh, Rick Nash goes for center Ryan Spooner. Spooner has nine goals, 16 assists for 25 points. He uh, also coming back in the deal is Matt Bolesky. Matt Bolesky has no goals, no assists, no points. I am not a fan of Matt Bolesky. Ever since he took that cheap shot run at uh, Derek Stepan and broke Derek Stepan's jaw. Um, So I have no love for Bolesky. He can go to Hartford and rot for all I care. And we also got defenseman Ryan Lindgren. Uh, The kid is six foot, 198 pounds, playing at the University of Minnesota. He's only 20 years of age. He was a second round pick of the Boston Bruins in 2016. Um, He's got two goals, five assists for seven points at the University of Minnesota. And he had one assist in the World Junior uh, championships for Team USA. What are your thoughts on the Rick Nash uh, trade?
0: I love it. That was a great return. Gordon again, plays, does his magic. People, I, I kind of feed out on my other Twitter account, on my up-to-date one, but my personal one, sure. saying that uh, Jeff Gordon, dear Jeff Gordon, we may hate you as Rangers fans, we may call you stupid sometimes, but after that Nick Holden deal, we love you because you get rid of him. You you send a rental for a second and a, a prospect. You send Rick Nash, who could possibly resign with us yep. for Ryan Spooner, Ryan Lindgren a first and a seventh in 2019, in a first this year.
1: Yep, I forgot which to is fantastic. I, I forgot to mention the picks that came back too. So thanks for mentioning those. And I find it interesting, Caden. You know. Jeff Gorton was interim GM and when the Bruins won that 2011 Stanley Cup, you know, he brought a lot of those key players in. It's interesting that the first two big trades that he's made um, or two of the three big trades he's made, I should say, involve the Boston Bruins. So uh, it sounds like he's using his connections in uh, that organization to benefit uh, the Rangers, which I think is great. Um, I know that there's a, a – we we talked a little bit about this before we started recording. So you think Ryan McDonough is going to go to either the Lightning or the Maple Leafs. What do you think he, we can get back in return for him?
0: Um, I did read a tweet, and like I know a lot of these fake uh, accounts say, oh, Big deals, big deals coming in, com- coming out. We have uh, thoughts on a big deal. Hey, Shh, my dog. Sorry. It's okay. Um, uh, I read, it, it was a, I, I don't think it was real. I'm pretty sure it was a fake deal. But it was McDonough was being offered, the rings were being offered, Timothy Grin, Jake Gardner, I'm pretty sure a first this year and a second this year or a second next year for McDonough. Right. So I do like that deal, but I don't think that'll happen. Right. And if anything, I would love Braden Point to come over. But as Jerry would say, he won't come over because he's worth too much or he's too good or he's – or the Rangers – or uh, I even won't trade him away like that.
1: Yeah. I You know, I think uh- – It's interesting, too, because I'm hearing more and more that Eric Carlson is available. And I think the Lightning have strong interest in him. So it looks like, you know, the Lightning are in in the market for a defenseman, you know, to go along with Hedman and Strawman and, you know, some of the other guys they have on the blue line. So, you know, it's going to be very interesting. The trade deadline is tomorrow. So I'm glad you're able to come on and and talk a little bit of NHL today. Are there any other players on your radar that uh, you think are going to be moved? Where do you think Evander Kane's going to wind up?
0: Is he in Buffalo now?
1: He's in Buffalo now. I've heard rumors that um, I don't know if it's going. He's going to go to Pittsburgh because they picked up Derek Brassard in that massive three-team deal. Um, I think uh, you know Nashville's been linked to a lot of different players, including Evander Kane. As is San Jose. Um, I heard that uh, Sabres GM Jason Botterill was initially asking for a first-round pick and other pieces for Kane. Uh, however, I heard that he would take a second round pick if some of the other pieces included a highly touted prospect. So um do you have any thoughts on either Evander Kane or any of these other possible NHLers that might be on the move? Like Eric Carlson, Max Patrick? I
0: I think Carlson's gonna stay. Uh, I I I keep telling this I keep telling Derek to give a little thing going back and forth. I love it. It's it's like friends just going back and forth. Yep. But I say he's not going to go because he's worth too much. They don't want to get rid of Sergeyev
2: or
1: right.
0: Point. Maybe right. Point, but they don't want to get rid of Sergeyev, who's only nineteen. Carlson's about twenty-nine. Right, that's ten years younger. Sure, he has more goals than him. He's like only six points less of Carlson. Right, so they're already getting rid of a guy who could grow into a possible Stanley Cup champion and to a five-time All-Star. I we'll want just say five-time, maybe even more, maybe even less. We're not sure from there, and could be Rookie of the Year this year. As no. of what I've seen from him, he's been outstanding. Right. And they want to get Eric Carlson back. Yes, Eric Carlson's is good, but they don't want to. Like I've seen the Rangers do this a couple times. You're thinking about now. You're not thinking about the future. You, you, you want. I would keep Zadorov in point because you want to. You don't want to go now. You want to go for the future and win in the future because you have the pieces for the future. Why risk pieces for the future when you? She's good at now. That's what I say on the
1: Carlson deal. No, nah, it makes a lot of sense. I mean, Carlson is the captain. Ottawa is a, you know, they're not a small market team from the f- standpoint, you know, they are a Canadian franchise, but I know that they're a budget team. You know, they're not somebody that's going to go out and make a big splash. And, you know, you've already lost Derek uh, Um, you know, so again, you know, are you really going to trade your captain? Are you really going to trade away Mike Hoffman and all these other pieces? Who's going to be left to build the team around? You know, um, the other big names that I hear out there, and we'll we'll have to see, you know, how this all plays out over the next, you know, 24 hours. Max Pacioretty out of Montreal. I did just mention Mike Hoffman out of Ottawa. Mike Green out of Detroit. And, um, you know, that's it as far as, uh, you know, big names go for me. You know, I did hear some rumors that possibly maybe Thomas Placanek. Buchanan- out of uh, Montreal. I heard some rumors that Vegas was thinking about maybe moving James Neal and David Perron. I think it would be foolish to get rid of those guys. Vegas has a lot of great things going on right now with that current collection of players. I would leave it alone. What are your thoughts, if anything, Caden?
0: Um, You mentioned Mike Green. I talked to Jared. He loves Mike Green. He likes Mike Green more than McDonough. And I don't understand... Uh, Evander Kane could possibly go to Winnipeg.
1: Yeah, that's a team Mike we haven't Hoffman. really. That's a team we haven't really talked a lot about. Winnipeg is also in the market for some players, so it'll be interesting to see if Evander Kane goes back to Winnipeg because he was out there at one point. So, all
0: right, Mike Hoffman. I don't see the Senators moving him. If say if the Senators do move Carlson, which I still don't think is going to happen, right? Who are they going to have a team to build around? Like you said, you can't do it around Duchene because. Duchene is good, but not that great. Right, like he's good, but like is he like is he like a Sidney Crosby at center? No, he he makes bad mistakes, but every hockey player does. Yep, he, everyone makes mistakes when they're playing hockey. They make a bad turnover, I just don't think that Duchene was as good as people thought he used to be when he was like starting his up his career. Packs are ready. The thing with Ready is that they could be looking for like an arm and a leg for Ready, which could be the nail in the coffin coffin, if, if they're asking for a lot. I know he's good, but is he really worth like a first-round pick? I mean, you do, you do look at these teams and you look at these deals that are being made. Like Broussard, you got a first-round pick for Broussard. You got a first-round pick for Rick Nash. Second for, a second for Grabner, a third for Nick Holden. So, you wonder what these players can give you. And, like, you say some of these players aren't worth first-round picks. Some of these players aren't worth the picks that they're being traded for.
1: Right.
0: But I like – some people I, – I was also reading Twitter today after, after I woke up this morning and uh, – I read Twitter to see if any trade happened, and I saw Brian a deal. So I went to the Boston Bruins page and they said, "Don't trade for me. Don't trade for Nash because he's not worth all this stuff that you're willing. You're you're supposedly giving up, right? And I'm like, yeah, I can agree with that fan because there's no there's no point in giving up so much for uh, Rick Nash if he's what is Rick Nash? How old is he? Is he like thirty?
1: I want to say he's in his. I want to say he's in his late twenties. He might. He might have just hit his early thirties. You know what, Caden? The other thing that we haven't really talked about is the fact that you know some of these players that we mentioned might be moved at the. Uh, you know, at the uh, entry draft. You know what I'm saying? So you know the the NHL trade deadline deals have to be submitted to the NHL offices by three p.m. On Monday, February 26th. So, you know, let's wait and see how this all shakes out. I have a feeling that, you know, some pieces are going to be moved today. Um, Possibly Ryan McDonough, possibly Evander Kane. Uh, but you know there are, the you know, the trade deadline is one of my favorite times of the season to see who comes and who goes, you know, whether it's with the Rangers or any other team. I'm just an NHL fan. Caden, I really do appreciate you taking the time out to touch base with me and, and talk to me today about a little bit of high school hockey and certainly NHL talk. I could talk to you all day. Um, I've been chatting with Caden Belint. Uh, he is a writer for the Upstate sports zone. Uh, he's also a senior at the LaSalle Institute. You can find him his, Upstate Sports Zone Twitter is at Caden underscore Belint, and uh, you can also find them on Instagram at Caden underscore Belint. Uh, the Sports Zone is www.upstatesportzone.com, and uh, you can follow them at Upstate underscore sports on Twitter and at Upstate Sports Zone on Instagram. Caden, I hope you have a great rest of the day. Thank you so much for coming on, and uh, you know what? Uh, once the Stanley Cup playoffs and everything is set up, uh, perhaps I'll have you back on. We'll do a little bit of Stanley Cup uh, playoff preview talk. How about that?
0: Love that. All
1: Love right. that. Hey, listen, man, have a great rest of the day, and we'll talk soon, all right? All right. All right, take care. Take hey, care. you know what? Do me a favor. before I, When you see Casey Boone, tell him I said hello. All right. All right. Hey, be well. You. Yeah, me too. This is your boy Trav, and you're listening to the HV Pucks podcast.